2: Yeah. Live from the cafeteria of the Dankowski building, where this year's WNPR prom theme is Newt Gingrich Moon Station in 2025. I'm Kyone Wolf, and my theme suggestion was Feline Proctologist Serial Killer, but apparently they already did that on Saved by the Bell. Today,
3: today is the, of the best of my life.
2: Today on our show, the pressures and pleasures and peaks and poisons on proms. See, proctology could have fit right in there. Call in and tell us about your dress, your date, and which defense lawyer you decided to hire later. And now he totally misunderstood the six-inch rule, Colin McEnroe. Did you go to your senior prom in high school?
4: I did. How did you ask your date or how did they ask you?
5: He asked me at another dance if I would go to prom
4: with him, too. And did you have a good time at prom? No.
5: <laughs> no, I wanted to go to a concert. My mom yelled at me that I had to go to prom, and I really wish I'd gone to the concert instead.
4: <laughs> Do you have any crazy stories from the prom?
3: Well, she made my jacket, my suit jacket. She
4: made, she sewed it?
3: Yes, yeah, she she sewed it, and I wore it, and it. was. She did a pretty good
4: job with it.
5: Huh? <laughs> he started crying and told me he loved me, and he was supposed to just be my friend, so I thought that was... That was good and crazy for me. No more crazy. That's plenty of crazy.
6: Oh, I love those. Those were great. Those were Betsy Kaplan uh, roaming around talking to people about either prom or the prom, which all by itself is something, an area of confusion that we've blundered into without necessarily elucidating it at all when we were done. But I don't know whether it's a regional thing or a generational thing. I mean, I, I grew up saying the prom. And people now say prom. Like it's English. Like we're going to hospital. We're going to prom. Um, All right. Well, anyway, somebody else can figure that out. We're going to talk about the prom today from as many different angles as we can possibly manage. Uh, And we have all kinds of wonderful guests for you. But kind of anchoring our prom coverage is Sloane Crosley. She's a writer and the author most recently of how Did You Get This Number? I have title envy over that. That's such a great title. I mean, Thank I re- you. I, re- I wrote a book called Lose Weight Through Great Sex with Celebrities, so I don't get title envy all that often. That was but... going
5: to be my title, too, but yeah. they said it was taken exactly. by you already. Uh,
6: we could have made a deal. So anyway, <laughs> How Did You Get This Number? What a great title. She joins us from NPR Studios uh, in New York City. Uh, she has uh, written about her own prom experiences. And we'll, we'll be talking as we go on also. Later we'll talk to Mary Ellen Mark, famous photographer who's been uh, who's traveled around the country documenting proms. Uh, which is both a, a book and a movie, and I think an occasion for Sloan Crosley's uh, essay about proms as well. So you'll hear from her or her later on. You'll hear from my one and only prom date. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, our prom a little bit later in the show today. Uh, and uh, you'll hear from somebody who sort of counsels uh, teenagers as they get uh, in over their heads with proms, which is uh, easy to do. But Sloan Crosley, as we start out today, I, you know, as I was sort of thinking, I was trying to think, out, think what is this thing? What is this thing called prom? You know, and it's not just going to a dance. Somehow, my, my prom date, Mary, when we were talking, she said, well, one of the things you're trying to do is make a memory. And I thought mm. that was kind of profound because I think more than in most activities, there is this kind of sense with the prom or prom, that you're there in the moment, presumably trying to enjoy it, but you're also already engaged in this kind of attempt to document yourself.
5: Well, I I do think that's true, but what's funny is I don't think that it ends up being that memorable on the other side, unless you know, in that preview you had where someone admitted they loved someone, they were always in love with their best friend, or that kind of thing. <laughs> but it's it's I, this is the, maybe the ugly truth of it, or it's what I wrote about. Um, The language of it, you mentioned the prom, putting Mm. the article in front of it that gets dropped, um, depending on whether or not you're feeling like you have a case of the Madonnas and you're British. But we say take someone to the prom. In no other situation do I say, oh, that person is – I mean maybe I might say taking me out on a date, but that feels very dated to me in a way. But Mm. it's it's this weird desperation. It's like, here, you come with me onto the ark. We're going to go. And it's almost this paranoia about – the documentation and the memories of it. I can only imagine what it's like now with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and the the ability uh, to really have everything documented so well. Um, But even, you know, when I went to the prom, which was in the late 90s, we were pretty freaked out about um, having this live in infamy.
6: (laughs) Well, you know, your point is a good one, which is that, you know, particularly these days, I think there's sort of a lot of styles for being a social being. I mean, in the 1950s, I think you were supposed to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and maybe into right. the nineteen sixties. But you I mean need to
5: have a day for the football games, forget the prom.
6: Yeah, I mean all this kind of stuff. But today you can kind of live as in this as this kind of self invented, you know, freestanding person if that's what you want to do. I think you have a better chance of it in a high school environment today. But this is the one Place where you really kind of can't get out of it. You you have to go find another human being. Who's yeah, it's going coming to for you. you. The yeah. prom.
5: It's it is, and it does have that feeling where, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like it's eased up a little bit in terms of what you want to do. Um, I think that there was, it's you know, it's progressively there's less pressure. Um, you know, there's more emphasis on the individual, which can be not so great if you're in a corporate environment and hiring an assistant from this generation sometimes, <laughs> but can be pretty great if you are of that generation and go into the prom and you do whatever you want to do. I actually, I will have you know, went stag to my prom and it was fine, but it wasn't as 100% fine as I suspect it would be now.
6: Well, I already did know that having read your essay, but that was ah, really your you. second prom. You went to your True, first prom True. I did cheat. I, I right?
5: went I went to, yeah, we, we went to have one of those high schools where there was only the senior prom. There was yeah. none of this junior, secondary, other dance business. It was just, we're going to get in and get out. And uh, I was uh, both lucky, I guess, um, enough to be asked by a senior when I was a sophomore. And um, nothing traumatic happened, but I was just sort of bored and understimulated for a sustained period of time because I think that's what these things are. There's so much hoopla, the dances and the the dresses and the limo and who's going to be in your limo with you and the politics of that I remember quite clearly. And then you get there and it's... It's what everything is that's a party it's its walls and a ceiling and music <laughs>
6: That would be sort of looking at the glass half full. Oh, no, walls. The walls. <laughs> not again.
5: This is amazing. <laughs> there's there's ugly carpeting. How could I not have fun here?
6: All right. Here's uh, Barbara from East Lyon. This We were going to get into this a little bit later, but I think she's uh, ready to plunge us in. One of the things that has changed, and we'll, we can come back to Sloan in just a second and see how that went for her, but the ask. That's what I refer to it as, the ask. But but I guess it's actually now even called a promposal. Uh, but the whole idea of how you ask somebody um, you know, certainly, I, I refuse to do this show and use the phrase "in my day" over and over again. In my day, you just called somebody up, uh, but uh, but you don't just call anybody up anymore. Here's Barbara from East Lyme with a story. Hi, Barbara.
7: Hi. How are you? Good. Um. So my daughter's friend Emily wanted that she had tickets to go to the Frey concert at MGM. The Frey. Um, now, at-
6: many NPR listeners may not know who the Frey is. Is it important to know who the Frey is?
7: Um, I don't know who they are. All right. Then um, it's not. It's not. So um, she appealed to the band. She decided she wanted to ask her friend Mitch. She wanted the band to ask her friend Mitch to the prom. Hmm. Um, She appealed to them on their website to no avail. So she asked me. I work at Foxwoods, and she asked me if I knew anyone, which I didn't. But I put a message out on Facebook, and somebody said, get in touch with this entertainment director which I did, and she responded immediately. And she said, just have Emily write a note to the band. And so Emily wrote this note in pencil, and it was really cute from a, you know, 16-year-old. And I was able, I dropped it off at the box office. The woman wasn't there, so I had no idea what was going to happen at that point. So Saturday night, the concert was happening. I kept asking my daughter, have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? And at about 10 o'clock, Facebook lit up. (laughs) Um, and everyone from East Lyme, where we live, um, said, how did that happen? And evidently, not only did the band mention it, but they read the whole letter on stage and then shined the spotlights on the two of them. So, and Mitch said yes.
6: And and does, do we know, is there a postscript to the story or an epilogue or anything like that?
7: Uh, No, I guess they really liked the band and they were going to the concert and it was before prom. So she thought that would be sort of, you know, kind of, be really ideal,
6: or but anyway, really they rich. they went to the prom and they were reasonably happy to have done so. Yeah, I don't mean to right. put words in your mouth. I'm just looking for a way to sort of you know button this <laughs> up somehow. Yeah,
7: so it was. They're going next week.
6: So oh, it's next week. It hasn't even happened yet. Oh, no, no I'm getting no, way no. ahead of the story. This that is w- a great story. Though. We did a time travel story. A whole. lot. Uh, a couple days ago. So uh, that is a great story. Although I think, Sloan, it, it does point to one thing, which is I think one reason why the ask now has to be this gigantic production that involves rock stars and stuff like that is that it's also so many things are no longer about two people. So many things are going to be tweeted and Facebooked almost instantly and communicated to a much larger group of people um, that it's all the more reason to have you know some production values.
5: Yeah, I mean, I won't go anywhere unless someone someone solicits someone famous <laughs> to ask me <laughs> Absolutely. to go there. Yeah, Do you want to go to the movies? I don't know. Is Tom Cruise asking? Because maybe not. Right. Um, I have
6: Brian Williams call up and order my pizza.
5: There you go. Yeah. The, I, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, but his, I mean, that authoritative voice. You sure. know you're getting the right toppings. There's no mix-up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do think – I remember watching um, – I don't know if this is actually that new a development or if it's actually that related to uh, our sort of ability to share things via technology. I mean, I remember watching the first season of The Hills. So that would have been what, like 2000, 2001, maybe? I don't even know. But um, there was a big deal about prom and people were, you know – laying out will you go to prom with me in rose petals on the football field and it was you know granted that's um a very sort of specific orange county bubble that mm-hmm. you know is not really representative of the rest of the country but the impulse is there the idea that that would not be insane you know well i it's think also it's different you have to be dating someone too i think most of us you know in high school you forget, like it's not so linear most of the time. People aren't, don't always have someone they're specifically dating.
6: But uh, Sloane, that gets us sort of back to the whole question of how it is that you wound up your senior year going to your prom stag.
5: I did. I actually, I'm, I'm a touch hesitant to tell this story only because. Um,
6: Oh, you're just on public radio. Who could? Find it's that? just
5: radio. It's just that. <laughs> see, like you said, prom's more than the two of us right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, there was um, I had like 1.5 asks, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and one was someone who it was sort of fraught, and one was someone who I really didn't know, who was that sort of, you know, I think took a little bit of a cue from maybe John Hughes movies and thought, you know, I'm going to ask a girl who I've always known in class in a specific context, and we're going to see if we can bump it to a different context via Mm -hmm. the prom. And he sent his friend to basically ask me. Um, And I had such a, again, nothing traumatic, but just sort of a okay time sophomore year that I felt like I got it. I got it out of my system. Or I sort of felt like I could do that. And that's part of the reason why I went sophomore year. I was like, I'm going to get this thing over with, this sort of juggernaut of taffeta that is headed my way. I'm going to fend it (laughs) off and go. And then I, um, when it came time for my own prom, I just, I wanted to be with my friends. And I just wanted to hang out with them. And I sort of resented that pressure to, and it's so much pressure, to like I said, take someone with you on the arc. You know, take someone to prom with you. Like, club them over the head and let's go. And I felt um, I'd rather go by myself uh, than not go with the person I really wanted to go with. So I'm skipping a large swath of the story, which is yeah. actually I did ask somebody. Um, I asked a boy I had a crush on, and he was already going with someone else. And I took a very like
6: John Hughes, this movie. guy, or the highway yeah, kind you, of. You took a John Hughes movie <laughs> approach to him.
5: Yeah, yeah, I did. Exactly. I'm just going to show up and we'll see if Blaine is there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I so, I so I decided if I'm not going to go with this person I really want to go with, the second best time I can think of having is just with all of my friends remembering um, the good and not so good times we had in high school.
6: Yeah. How'd that work out?
5: It worked out okay. I mean, I don't. it's patchy. I don't remember all of it. Hmm. Um, and that has more to do with... Um, you know, just natural memory than the substance. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think at one point I remember walking a friend of mine um, across Broadway because I grew up in, in White Plains, which is, as Connecticut listeners will know, not far from New York. Um, and so I remember walking a friend across Broadway to get pizza in the middle of the night and she wouldn't put her shoes on because I think that she maybe did have some some substance that was not natural. Um And so I sort of ran after her out of the limo, trying to get her to stop walking on New York City pavement barefoot. That's the sharpest memory I have of prom. The rest of it is our prom song was humiliating. It was... I've oh, I'm blanking on it now. I even wrote about it in the essay. Um, it is. I think I. It was so upsetting that I wrote about it, and now blanked on it. It's Celine Dion.
6: I can pull up the essay in just a second here. Uh, it, the, the, a I, night to remember. Oh, is it? It's the, it's, it's the Titanic song. Is like it because my,
5: you love me? Maybe.
6: Oh, it's. But it's not that. Like my heart will go on, or whatever that thing is.
5: It whatever it is, I feel like my. You know, conceptions of prom sort of range from John Hughes to The Virgin Suicide. It was, it was
6: because you loved me. That actually it, was there your There you
5: part. go. It's yeah. because you loved To The Virgin Suicides, to all these things. And I feel like um, we always like to think of ourselves, and this isn't just a prom thing, although it's very present in prom, we always like to think of ourselves as um, cooler in the past than we actually were. You know, I mean, so that's why people can't go, you can't go wrong with a classic in terms of your dress or the song or the music or whatever. Um and that's part of the reason I think I went stag is because I just didn't want to look back and think I don't even know that person anymore who I'm with.
6: The, uh, I hope somewhere right now Patrick Scahill is, uh, is tweeting, this juggernaut of taffeta is coming for me. <laughs> it's headed uh, my way. It's headed my way. All right. Let's go <laughs> grab a call from James. Uh, here's James in West Hartford. Hi, James.
4: Hey, Colin. I have a wonderfully heartwarming story about asking to the prom. We'll be
6: the judge of that.
4: Yeah, you sure will be <laughs> when you hear this one. Um, I came from a little tiny town in Oregon, kind of like the Walton's environment, if you remember that show. Anyway, I had a crush on this girl named Laurel for years and years, ever since I was in the third grade. When I was a senior, and she was a senior, she and her bad boy boyfriend, Dick Yockett, were voted king and queen of the prom. This was before the prom actually took place. Her parents we refusing to let her go to the prom with bad boy Dick Yockett, mm-hmm. a gangster with a criminal record who had stolen a motorcycle recently. Mm. Her mother called my mother and said, James is such a nice boy. Would you ask him to ask Laurel to go to the prom? Well, my mother said, would you ask Laurel to go to the prom? So I did, of course. And, of course, Dick came after me and tried to beat me up, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to the prom, and by de facto accident, I was king of the prom (gasps) with the girls that I'd had a crush on all my life.
6: Oh, boy, this is a high point. And And not only that, but he apparently was not successful in killing you. Uh, the other guy,
4: right? I like
5: also the recently stolen the motorcycle. Like if it was far in the past, <laughs> yeah, right. maybe he would have yeah. gone to the prom with her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the
4: really awkward moment was when I took her home after the prom because both oh. of her parents were sitting up on the sofa in the front room, sort of tapping their feet on the carpet. If you know what I mean.
6: Well, was that your one and only experience with this girl? I mean, did it? it I mean, you were prom king and queen for one night, and
4: yeah, really, yeah. really. But you know what? I, in in we'll all take honesty, it. I had one more experience with her, sort of on a poignant level. Many years later, I went back to Oregon to visit my ailing mother, and I had to take her to the hospital. And I had her in a wheelchair, and I put her on an elevator. And when the elevator door opened, there was a Laurel. We instantly recognized each other, hadn't seen each other for 25 years. She was like a public relations person for the hospital. Hmm. By the way, it was the hospital where I was born, which I thought kind of closed the loop nicely. Yeah. So we had a very pleasant little cordial. How you doing? And that—that's the last time I saw her. But whenever I hear prom, I always think of Laurel and me being the king.
6: Well, you—you you are still Great. the king. You are still the king. And yeah, I mean, you know, in—in in a way, that's like the most successful thing because Sloan—he has created, I mean, sort of accidentally created right. the perfect memory that—that that exists in that one night. Right. Too.
5: And it does. I mean, it has this. Um I, mean, I remember it, but I remember it almost because there is something in a specific, speci- yeah, specifically about the American prom where it's it's requisite for you to remember it, and I think that um, it's very difficult if you're going to if you have sort of an independent streak. I mean, I, the only thing I can think of. Um, I mean, now that I'm sort of talking about it, where a pale shadow of it that gets imitated on a sort of annual basis would maybe be Valentine's Day, Mm -hmm. where it means different things to different people. But even if you're not engaging engaging in it, if you're going to work wearing all black, if you've decided that it means nothing, if you're just going out with some girlfriends or guy friends, respectively, that's still having a conversation with it. And you're sort of trapped into having a conversation with it. Even if you're not, so even if you decide to not go to the prom, even if you know someone you who spoke in the beginning talked about wanting to go to concert, you know what's going on across town. Yeah. It's it's you know so it's not like you're not. So I think that um, the idea, you know, if I were to go back and do it, is to sort of find that balance. I really wanted to take an ice cream truck to the prom and figure out how to do that. No, none of my friends were going for it. <laughs> so I think if I could go back, I would get maybe a date and some new friends. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, had a, I mean, I had a good time, but it just was um, a little bit uh, – I, I don't mean to be down on the prom. Mm. I just feel like there is a – people can exaggerate the pressures of it until it's not fun anymore. Mm. And as long as you're treating it like a fun cap-off dance, I'm, I'm all for it.
6: I, I don't entirely understand string theory, but there may be some dimension where you did take an ice cream truck to the prom. And a date and some friends. Right. Uh, and
5: then I become someone who steals motorbikes for a living. Yeah, that's right. And you and became that guy. All right. So, things.
6: Uh, let's <laughs> grab a call or two more before we go to break. We've got uh, so many things we want to do on this show, and the calls are so exciting. And here's Chris in Hartford. Hi, Chris.
1: Hey, Colin. How are you doing? We're fine. I just wanted to say, um, you know, for me, it was, a, it was a big deal. There wasn't so much pressure, but it was the first time I was in a tux. I got to go to the AquaTurf. I ate a prime rib dinner. And, I, you know, um, it was just uh, I got to experience being an an adult for the first time. I was in a limo. You know, it was just uh, it was very big for me. And that's what I remember about it: is feeling like an adult for the very first time.
6: You know, I I am so glad that you said that, because, Sloan, I I think that that's some some people, some young people have sort of a, a level of entitlement where that wouldn't necessarily be the case. But for a lot of people, I hadn't really thought about it because I, see, I look at proms now and I see what looks like wretched excess, this whole idea of getting the limo. the That that didn't also happen in my day. We went, obviously, in horse, horse-drawn horse carriages and stuff. But, um, <laughs> uphill both ways. Uphill yeah, both ways. But it just, you know, I mean, that all looks like too much somehow. But I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, you know, depending on how you've been living your life and, and yeah, maybe it is. And by the way, the aquaturf a uh, reference that would be lost on you would be... One of these kind of enormous thematic places where you can be born and get married and go to prom and die and huh. in any order you want to. You know, it's like that. Well,
5: I don't know. I've, the, the, that guy sounded – I would go to the prom with that guy. He sounded yeah. like he had a great time. Yeah. Um, the right <laughs> and, and, and the time he was meant to have without being a sheep about it. You know what I mean? With mm. But still having the time – like – just enjoying yourself enjoying being young and enjoying as he said to a very good point sort of on the precipice of adulthood in a way and that's interesting i mean i know you're going to have her on later but part of what was interesting to me about writing about mary ellen mark's photographs is they're from all over and you've got you know an exclusive school in beverly hills or you know a school in staten island or a public school in west virginia and it's Like you said, it depends on what's happened until then. I mean, I have Mm -hmm. to say a lot of the kids in Beverly Hills look so over it. I mean, these are the future agents and actresses of America. You know, someone had to take, you know, Reese Witherspoon to the prom. Someone had to take Rashida Jones to the prom. Mm -hmm. And that's what these are pictures of the future, you know. Um, And although I think Reese Witherspoon did not grow up around there. But, you know, Uh, but and then depending, is is it your first fancy event? I mean, for us, as I said, we only had one prom and, you know, assuming you're about, you know, you're 16, 17, 18, you probably haven't been to that many weddings. You probably haven't had cause to dress up. I mean, God willing, you haven't been to that many funerals. And um, mm. suddenly there you are, you know, and it does feel it does feel a little bit grown up.
6: I like the fact that Chris said uh, he also got to have prime rib, and he didn't even ask whether it was locally sourced or not. He uh, didn't. I think that's why I wanted to go to the prom with Exactly. Him. Well, uh, <laughs> you guys worked that out for yourselves. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back after this.
4: And I'll Did you go to your senior prom in high school? I did. How did you ask your date or how did they ask you?
8: I asked him, he was an old friend, and it worked out fine. And it was a friend thing. You had a good time? I had a great time. Okay. So it was a friend thing? It was a friend thing, not a boyfriend, yep.
4: <laughs> did you go to your senior prom? No, I did not.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
9: yes, I did.
4: And how did you ask your date or how did they ask you?
9: Um, gosh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Oh, actually, Oh, didn't my, that was like four years ago. Um, I think he was just my boyfriend at the time, so we just kind of assumed that we were going together.
4: Did you go to your senior prom? I did. How did you get asked or how did you ask? I didn't go with someone I would have loved.
6: All right, so where well, the topic is the prom. Uh, that's a voice collected by our own Betsy Clark- Kaplan. Sloane Crosley's with us. She's the author most recently of how did you get this number? Uh, she's in the NPR studios in, in New York City. Uh, she was made to do this show, I think, and uh, it, or maybe all <laughs> episodes of our show for all we know. There's a landslide of human experience uh, waiting for us on the phone line. So
5: It unites us all, the it, prom.
6: Apparently it does. So well, either that or it divides us all because everybody's right. prom story is so <laughs> peculiar story. to yeah. everybody. All right. So uh, let's go over to Catherine in New Haven. Hi, Catherine. Tell us your story. Plunge right in, Catherine. Oh, maybe she just wanted to say hi. Um, here, I'm going to put her on her hold. See, maybe that's the story. Yeah, that could be the entire story. She you, just it
5: was a, a mime prom.
6: You try to... Uh, <laughs> I like that idea of a mime prom. They're all mime proms. Uh, here's a Bill from New Milford. Hi, Bill.
1: Hey, guys. How are you? So I have, I have sort of a pretty and type of prom story that happened to me about 35 years ago uh, I, there was a girl I had a crush on all through high school. I asked her to my junior prom. We had a junior and a senior prom. I asked her to my junior prom. She was just, we were always just friends, but she said yes. And long story short, it turns out that there was a senior who was also at our junior prom with another girl. Uh, he ended up at the end of the night, he ended up with her. And I found out about it because as I was driving away from her house around two in the morning i happen to look in my rearview mirror and uh i see a set of headlights go on as i'm pulling away from her street and i found out from a friend a couple days later that yes uh she had to go home early because uh she wanted to make uh, out with him yeah she wanted to make out with him instead of me and then when when the prom Photograph showed up a month later. I just drove by her house and threw them on the front lawn. <laughs> it was. It was. Unbelievable. They're not even that like, big. That's so sad. Did she find them? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think she did, and, and she called. Yeah, she did find them. She called me and she said, you know, what's that all about? And I said, it, it was. It was such a drama. It was such a high school thing. We're actually quite good friends now. But,
6: But you know, I think also it's how things are handled, and it feels to me as though. If he's kind of decelerating towards the curb as you're accelerating away from the curb, there needs to be more spacing anyway. I think
1: yeah, the, the, guy, the guy's timing is way off. Like yeah. he, all he had to do was wait until I turn the corner, and I right. never yeah. would
5: know. Yeah, exactly. You can't but, be jealous of someone who has no sense of timing or coordination. Um,
6: it just, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it just the, the choreography was the problem there. All right, we're going to go back to Catherine and see if we find her this time. Hi, Catherine.
8: I'm sorry about that. That's I don't all know right. what happened.
6: Never say you're sorry. Prom means never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
8: I'll keep that in mind. Yeah.
6: So what's, 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 what is your story?
8: So I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I was an all-girls school. So there was a lot of pressure for finding dates for prom because there were no boys at school. Mm. So you had to ask. And it turned out my boyfriend was in college and out of town. So I was looking for a friend, and I happened to have a Moroccan friend who was at college in Memphis and really wanted to go to an American prom. Mm. So he showed up and, you know, did his homework and bought a corsage. We went out to dinner with my friends. Everything was great. And when we got to the prom, he started dancing with all these other girls who had dates. Mm-hmm. I think he thought it was like a nightclub and not a prom.
6: Yeah. So
8: all these you know, guys from Memphis were saying, Catherine, what's your date doing? You know, Get her off on my date. And they were getting all you know, riled up about this you know, Moroccan guy dancing with their you know, date. So we ended up leaving. <laughs> um, and he wasn't really sure what was going on. Poor guy. And um, I do know kind of the, the, the best part of the story was his, um, I sent him pictures from prom, and he sent them to his mother in Morocco. And since he's one of six boys, his mother was like desperate for her sons to get married, so um, she got really excited about the photo and um, sent me all these gorgeous Moroccan rugs and pillows <laughs> in appreciation, you know. And A I think was the hope that something would happen.
6: <laughs> Clearly, there are certain Moroccan folkways that you just are not familiar with, uh, right. and no, they came I, into play I, at several junctures of this story.
8: I would have had a much more beautiful apartment had I had I
6: kept on with that. Um, the um, you know, well, of course, I don't even know what the rule. I mean, clearly at your school the rule was that you only dance with your date. But Sloan is that the rule at every prom? I, I don't know why I just made you a prom expert. But it seems to be there. No, be I know exactly.
5: Can... <laughs> let me tell. Let me tell you You're how all. How I've works. got Sloane. <laughs> no, all I've got is say yeah, exactly. This is this is it. I can just make things up. I'm like, right. well, what you have to do these days. You stand on one foot. Yeah. Beneath a full moon, and that's how you ask. Everyone knows that. Um, no, I I have to say that also, uh, you know, when I was listening to that story, which is so lovely and, and um, well-furnished. Uh, but I was I – was, that did also catch my ear a little bit because that was not a thing. In fact, for – you know, but I think, the, you know, the South specifically, I mean, that's a, a sort of traditional kind of culture. When I was talking before about, you know, dates yeah, for football games – Yeah. I was thinking of like, you know, the gloves and Vanderbilt or even now, like I have friends, if they get married in the South, that is a week long string of events. That Mm -hmm. is not a wedding. Whereas, you know, we don't have cheerleading squads half the time. I mean, I feel like our, the Northeast is a specific pocket where we treat prom again. It's meant you're meant to have fun and I'm not trying to, to be sour on it, but it's it's closer to a vaccination than not. And I feel like um we had like two slow slow dances. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I went stag was not uh in real time that relevant. It was symbolically in pictures in terms of getting into the limo and the dress and the corsage and things like this. But once I got there, having a date or not having a date at all sort of went into the same pool. Um you know, it's it's like you know, having your food touch. It all goes to the same place. It's fine, um, and so we weren't quite uh, so stringent about it. And I don't think that your Moroccan friend would have had such a difficult time in White Plains.
6: All right, let's grab uh, one more call. Uh, then we've got a little reminiscence for you. Then we, we've got a lot ahead, so uh, buckle your seatbelts, as they say. Here's Stephanie in Ledyard. Hi, Stephanie.
9: Hi, I love your show. Thank you. Um, I am going to have you flashback to 1987. And I was growing up in a small town in southern Indiana, and all of my friends had dates to the prom. They'd all been asked by their dates, and I was friends with a guy who was on the track team, but two years younger than myself, and did not have a date yet for the prom. Uh, myself I didn't, and so I decided I was going to ask him, and that was basically unheard of uh, at my high school. Girls did not ask the boys. Um, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so um, I took the plunge, and I asked him, I called him up one night, talked to his sister first, and uh, she said, yeah, I think he'll go with you. And so he got on the phone, and I asked him, and he said yes. He was very um, nonchalant about it. And I found out later uh, from his mom that they had had a conversation about a week before, and she said, Chris, if somebody asked you to the prom, um, who who would you want to go with, you know? And he said, oh, definitely Stephanie. I would definitely want to go with her. And our lockers were across from each other in the hall. Um, And so we went. We had a great time. We dated for nine years. We've been married for 16 um, we've actually been dating for twenty five years this year
7: did
6: he did he at um, least ask you to marry did he at least ask you to marry him he you did. didn't have to do that he too did you did. that's reassuring and
9: um, so we actually just shared this story with our two sons and they love hearing the story about how mom and dad First met, first started dating, and then eventually got married.
6: Yeah, thank after- God for you and your initiative. or They wouldn't even exist. I, know. Uh, right. I love that
5: he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, yeah, I guess yes, so. Exactly. <laughs> well,
6: so Sometimes it, it, it turns out that sort of neither person really kind of asked the other to the prom. Uh, I was such a pathetic excuse for an adolescent. It's amazing that I have any prom story to tell at all. But my uh, one and only prom date and I, uh, we recorded this a little bit earlier in the week. So it was 1973, and uh, Mary Pallotti, she's Mary Pallotti Russell now, uh, she's here in the studio, uh, uh, we wound up going to the prom together. Do you remember the circumstances under which we Okay.
0: Very well, and I don't think I've ever forgotten.
6: Okay. So tell the story.
0: Yes. I was not invited to the prom. <laughs> I had no date, mm-hmm. but my female friends wanted me to go. Yeah. So Colin and I had a mutual friend. Mm. And she arranged everything, called Colin. He came down from Yale and took me to the prom. And it was fun.
6: And and I, I, the other thing that I have to say, because the way that you just told the story, it makes it sound like you were like this. <laughs> this lonely little duckling or something. Um, you were very beautiful at the time and you were still very beautiful but you didn't know it and you, you hadn't dated very much. Right. And so you know, George Costanza on George Seinfeld used to say the key to any good relationship is that each person has to think they're getting a better deal uh, than the other person. And and so you you sort of thought you, you were a, a wildflower. You were actually this very very uh, beautiful young woman. So it was fun for me to get to go to to take you to the prom. Now the prom, I think, was at what sort of was the Parkview Hilton, wasn't it? The, the it hotel was. That it was like...
0: a hotel. Yeah. I remember that very well.
6: And then, um, okay, here's some other things that I do remember. I do remember that you and I started a dancing thing on the floor. We were out dancing, and we kind of got everybody to join hands. In this big circle, and it was pretty early in the evening too. And so suddenly there was this ever expanding circle. And then the the band said, "Looks like we've got a lively crowd tonight." And that was you and me. We got that That's started. That's good. Yeah. Um, so we weren't uh, we weren't boring. I no. Think. No. What I don't remember is a, a particular piece of music. Do you remember? Like what was
0: the? And this morning I was trying to remember and rack my brain <laughs> so I could. Bring it to you, but I can't think of one piece.
6: It, it absolutely would be the case that Chicago would be involved somehow. There's no That's way right. to go to a prom in 1973 and, in West Hartford and not have Chicago be okay. a big part of it. The previous year, I do know that Color My World by Chicago had been mm-hmm. a thematically important song for my class at the same school. But I I, don't, I I know there was Chicago played there. Right. But, but and I what,
0: was never a fan of theirs.
6: I, but I, it's weird that neither one of us has a specific musical memory from None. that night. None. What else do you remember? Do you remember anything else about that night?
0: No, I just remember you were so nice and we had fun. Mm-hmm. We sat together, I remember. Well, that's typical
6: with prom dates, actually, isn't true. <laughs> that we sit together. Yeah, no, I, I actually do remember. I, I and lem- you
0: paid a lot of attention to me. Well, that's also Which was very, very sweet. typical of coming dates. down from Yale. Yeah,
6: we had never been out on a date before. We we should be in the interest of disclosure say that much later you went to Sarah Lawrence. Yes, I, I did. Yale. We did wind up uh, dating much later, but right. not even really necessarily as an hour. We don't think we even kissed that night. I don't even think. Oh no. Yeah. Was that was that wrong? Should I give have given you a, a good night kiss on N- your?
0: No, I think it's fine because the way I looked at it was you came down as a big favor.
6: What well, wasn't a big for me favor. and my family.
0: A little favor.
6: (laughs) (laughs) No, for me it was – But then we
0: ended up having fun.
6: Yeah. And and I think that's sort of – I mean there are so many prom horror stories. Yes. So I feel kind of like we're lucky that the only prom memory that we actually have is essentially a very positive one.
0: That's true. That's so, true.
6: So now uh, we're all grown up. You've got three daughters?
0: Three daughters, yeah. and two of them have been to proms. Totally different costumes than what I wore. Their hair all done up.
6: Yeah. Do Hairspray. They, do they say they're going to the prom, or do they say they're going to prom? Because we've noticed a little linguistic shift. Okay. Where, where people, uh, young people, do they say they're they going to, to prom? They used to say the proms. still. The prom,
0: okay. They're going to the prom. Yeah. They both went to um, Kingswood. Oh, they did? These okay. two. Yeah. Yes.
6: And um, and so you get to be the prom mother. mother. And I, are there any pictures of us from our, our prom night? I, feel I was like thinking
0: because I wanted to look, but I was looking for pictures of my daughters. Yeah. And I found of my middle daughter a picture of her. But
6: I feel no. like there aren't any pictures of her.
0: No, <laughs> of I don't our think so. We day. didn't do that now. that <laughs> Well, it wasn't now, quite the
6: thing then. No, it was
0: it out. Yeah. it was not. Now it's a big thing. You go out. back in
6: – for us, it was kind of catch as catch can. I mean, well, we were kind of
0: 1973, hippie, yeah, Hippieish.
6: Yeah, yeah, and you, as we said, you wore a normal dress that you would subsequently be able to wear on other occasions. Oh, um, all the time. Yeah, and I rushed in and ran around looking for somebody to lend me a tuxedo. Yeah. I and think my, 73 was a different time.
0: My hair was down. Your hair you was know, down. I didn't go to the hairdresser. It was just down.
6: Yeah, but it was fun, and it was it was relaxed in some ways. I think we might have caught a break because. There weren't too many expectations. You no. know There wasn't like this gigantic buildup where you had to get a limousine, you had to do this, you had to do that. I feel like we're old people on StoryCorps now yeah. talking about our prom. But uh, in fact, we're full of youth and vitality, right? Yes.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. And Colin, thanks again for inviting me. All right.
6: This is uh, Mary Pilati Russell uh, and uh, the only woman I've ever been to a prom with. Uh, thanks for coming in.
0: Thank you.
2: Justin Bieber. Just so I could ask you to my prom, I went to Switzerland for 17 months and had a series of painful and expensive operations to transform me into an exact copy of you. I found out today I'm the 28th person to try this. Whatever. Today's show was produced by Patrick Scahill and me, with help from Heather Brandon and Betsy Kaplan. The part of Bill Curry was played by Homer Simpson. And now, back to Colin. (laughs)
6: Alright. Um... I don't even know which thing I'm laughing at right now. Uh, But uh, our big question right now is what's the next uh, Sloan Crosley show that we're going to do? We have to figure out a new topic uh, and get her back. She's been uh, great with us all day. Writer and author most recently of How Did You Get This Number? And uh, one of the reasons that we had her on was that she wrote an essay more or less in response uh, to some of the photos and the film project of Mary Ellen Mark, famous photographer from 2006 to 2009. She traveled around the country documenting proms with her husband, Martin Bell. Uh, the experiences documented in a movie and a book called Prom and uh, Mary Ellen Mark. Welcome to our show. Thank you. So, um you know, right at the beginning of this uh, show, Sloan and I were talking about this kind of idea that, that really, in some respects, one of the goals of the prom is to kind of freeze that moment, is to sort of wind up with a moment that sort of says, this is who I am or this will be who I was, as I'm looking back later. And and that seems to be so much the role of the photographer, right, is to, to get that memory.
3: Well, it, it's documenting this rite of passage. That's the way... I looked at it with the photographs, and I think that's the way Martin Bell, my husband who made the film, that's the way he thought about it when he made the film.
6: Do you want to mention a few of the people that you uh, talked to? You did talk to, uh, there was some some mention earlier in the show of the six-inch rule. You actually did uh, encounter a six-inch rule, right?
3: I beg your pardon, I didn't didn't Uh, understand the question. Oh, you
6: did encounter a couple that had a six-inch rule. Wasn't there a couple whose parents wouldn't let them get closer than six inches?
3: Oh right, the six-inch rule. Yeah, uh, that was a, a couple from Texas, from Austin, Mm-hmm. and um, this was their one chance to to uh, violate the, the the six-inch rule.
6: <laughs> and, and they did. I, so there was, in other words, when they when they got to the prom, there were no parents uh, and, and no one to enforce the well, six-inch it was the
3: rule. The first time that they weren't, they were not chaperoned. Yeah,
6: and and so what did they do? Did they just sort of? Did they just squish close together, or no, did I they?
3: Just Saw them because they were first of all they were a beautiful couple, but they also were were kind of a throwback to the '60s. The, the way, especially the girl, the way she looked, she looked like a girl from another time. She was very beautiful, mm-hmm. kind of long wavy hair, and, and um, they seemed very much in love. They were dancing on the floor, so I asked them would they come into the studio and be photographed, mm-hmm. and they agreed. And then then. Martin put them in the film, and they were great in the film. They were very eccentric and funny.
6: You know, um, I'm, I'm wondering, Sloane Crosley is here with us. She, she did write an essay kind of uh, in connection with your pictures. Sloane, was there a couple or, or a picture or something that you wanted to ask Mary Ellen Mark about or, or that particularly grabbed you?
5: Well, I, actually, the ones she took... Um, I mean, a lot of the, the, the Los Angeles ones are sort of weirdly haunting for me because I'm very intimidated by the subjects in them, even what, though they're much more Are you from than Los me. Angeles? No. <laughs>
6: it, it's because she's but, not.
5: Because okay. I'm not. But the ones that actually I think I would most like to hear about, just from your perspective as a photographer, are the ones that you took at the Sloan Kettering prom, where you've got a lot of um, women who are undergoing, young women who are go under, undergoing chemotherapy in these dresses. And. The challenge of they're not exploitative at all. they're beautiful photographs, but I think that that's obviously a different gene that you're putting on when you're photographing them, or, or perhaps it's not.
3: Well, you know I've been personally I've been through the experience of of cancer. I've never had chemo, but I have been familiar with cancer, so I know that hospital really well. It's a wonderful hospital, but I knew also that they had a prom. And years before, I did an assignment for actually for People magazine. So I had photographed prom there. They have a prom for mainly for very young children. So when we were working on this project, I spoke to the, the people that work in the pediatric section. And I asked if I could photograph their prom. And I started working with the young kids. But then I realized it wouldn't fit in with the book. So we went out on the main floor where they were having. The, the regular dance. And, and Martin saw Ashley on the flo- floor. She was on the stage. I think she was the queen of the prom or something. He said, oh, she's so beautiful. So we asked to photograph her. And um, they were wearing those dresses they, for the prom. So uh, we, they came in the studio, Ashley and two of her friends, and, and we did a portrait of them. And then we interviewed Ashley later in, in our studio in New York, in New York. Um, because we hadn't set up an interview studio uh, for that pr- particular program. She's But she's she, wonderful.
6: Actually. She's wonderful, yeah, and she's and quite haunting. She's doing
3: really well and she's, you know, she's very she's really an inspiration and I think that she gave a whole other she, she she's very important in the film and in the book because she she shows a whole other aspect you know, everything is—you know—you're young and your future's ahead of you, and everything is perfect and wonderful. But then you see somebody that it's actually been through something that's quite serious.
6: Yes, uh, there's one point. I that, I f- yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Sloan.
5: Oh no, no, no. I just—I feel like I saw it in this sort of a, almost like a news crawl across my. Uh, Ran across my brain where I thought if I could subtitle your book, and I just based on that photograph, it would be a sort of prom no matter what. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah you know,
3: beautiful. just she's this. She's doing great. I, I I spoke to her mother. She never answers my email. She's not a good email answerer. <laughs> but, but I, I she's a lovely person. I spoke to her mother recently, and she's doing really well. She's in college. Oh, good. And she's studying opera.
6: You know Mary Ellen Mark, um, uh, you were photographing from '06 to '9 I think, and, and so that feels modern to me, but and, and I, I sort of feel as though the whole question of, of gay couples uh, at a prom should be sort of answered, although given the week we've just been through in America, it's clear that, that nobody knows where we are on any of this. but But I, I didn't see that many um, male gay couples in, in particular, and well, so is it still kind of hard?
3: It was very it was really strange because there were many females. Gay couples in know uh, dressed in tuxedos and uh whatever, and they were openly out mm-hmm. and and we did lots of portraits of of the female couples, but uh, we couldn't find any male gay couples. there's one male gay couple that we found <clears throat> and and that was it, and it was an unusual couple because they the one of the partners was much much older than the other, so they're really not in the film because it wasn 't typical but um I asked. I constantly asked, well, are there any male gay couples? Why aren't they here together? And I was told the same thing again and again, is that boys don't come out. If they came out and went to the prom as a couple, they'd be beat up. And wow. I, I wasn't told that once. I was told that again and again. It really surprised me.
6: That, really, I, that is surprising. Sure. That is shocking. Uh, Mariel, and from all the yeah.
3: different cities?
6: Uh, apparently, yeah. Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen Mark, it's been so great to talk to you. Mary Ellen Mark Mar- is a photographer from uh, 2006 uh, to 2009. She traveled around the country documenting proms with her husband. Um, and we're just about out of time here. I wanted to, first of all, tell anybody who's sitting there on hold to um, – to uh, to definitely uh, email uh, in. I, I, we didn't get to all your calls today. But We do have uh, one last person to talk to. His name is Stuart, uh, and actually, I think he's mentioned somewhere in uh, in in the Mary Ellen Mark stuff because he has his own story to tell. He's a lawyer in Philadelphia. Really quickly, uh, Stuart, uh, tell us your prom story. Well, my prom
1: story with Mary Ellen is uh, I don't remember where it was. <laughs> Uh, but Mary Ellen mentioned uh, a beautiful, uh, a beautiful photo in the. Uh, hi, Mary Ellen. A beautiful photo in the book where there was a very beautiful uh, prom date with long wavy hair, and that was Mary Ellen.
6: Ah, and then you were her prom date.
1: I was her prom date. I was very fortunate to be asked by Mary Ellen. We were. Oh, you got asked by her. Friend.
6: Yeah, I'm and did you, and did you have a good time? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you know, Mary Ellen was Mary Ellen. She was always a wonderful listener, and she was. Uh, a very good dancer.
6: All right. Well, listen, we're all out of time here. It's been uh, so great to visit with all of you out there, and I'm really sorry to any of the calls that we didn't get on the air. Carrie from West Hartford, Jay from Walcott, Carol from New Haven. I know you've got all got great stories. Email me at colin, C-O-L-I-N, at W-N-P-R dot org. We're already planning our next Sloan Crosley show. We don't know what it will be, so I guess we're really not planning it, but we are planning it.
2: and I won prom queen but I don't think it means what I hoped it would mean the theme of the prom was a night to be raptured and I was the only one there